Just open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 41, please. Welcome. Good to see us. First Wednesday of the year, New Year, 10th of January. Amen. I hope you all had a good Christmas and a good break. Um, I'm sure 2017 would have held some uh, interesting times for you all. Perhaps some of you had some big decisions that were made, some big events, and uh, perhaps some highs and some lows as a roller coaster. I'm sure across throughout the people that are here, that would have been pretty evident in their lives. So I just um, pray that 2018 is going to be a good new year for you. Um, Perhaps some of your old attitudes, um, your old grievances, um, perhaps these can be left in the past. We're in a new year, okay? Um, I pray that 2018 is a year to build on our foundations. You've seen our our theme for the year is strengthen the things which remain, okay? And I pray that that's an attitude that you'll take on. Um, focus on building from your foundation up and uh, let's work together. Let's uh, bow our heads and we'll um, open in prayer. Heavenly Father, just do thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here this evening, Lord. We thank you for um, returning our family back here, Lord, safely. We thank you for the rest and uh, pray, Father God, that you'll still watch over those that are still away, Lord. Uh, keep them safe, Father, and uh, help us tonight, Lord, as we look to your word, Lord, as we uh, study your words, Father, just help us and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I hope um, everyone has a handout. If you don't have a handout here, there's a uh, handout here. Of, this is a handout of the 12 sons of Jacob. Um, we'll just be referring to the, the person I want to focus on tonight is Joseph. Um, and as you see on your handout there, Joseph is the firstborn, basically, of Rachel. Not basically, but he is the firstborn of Rachel. And, uh, and um, Benjamin is his brother, um, but he wasn't his first wife. Right, Rachel wasn't Jacob's first wife. But Joseph is the one we're going to be looking at this evening. Um, if you've got your Bibles open to Genesis chapter 41, just follow along with me. I'll just get my glasses out. Uh, chapter 41, verses 50 to 52. It says, and, Joseph, and unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Anathus, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God, said he, hath made me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. I just want to give you a bit of a, a brief um, background on, on Joseph. Uh, we see that he was a, because he was the firstborn of, of Rachel and Jacob, he was, he was favoured. Rachel was Jacob's first love. Um, it was the wife that he had intended to marry first, not Leah. Um, but when he did get around and marry a second after Leah, um, he didn't, Leah, Rachel didn't bear any children for some time. And um, the other wives would have a bit of a knock at her and things like that and have little digs at her and things like that. But by the time Rachel went out and had Joseph, she was obviously happy. But Joseph was obviously going to be basically, as, I, as far as I'm concerned, the firstborn of Jacob and Rachel. Yeah, the firstborn son of his intended marriage, of his first love. So he was always going to be favoured. And if you look through... The book of Genesis, 
you'll see him with his brothers. It starts off, um, Genesis chapter 37, it says, Joseph was favoured by his father, and as they grow as a family, Joseph's attention soon turns to jealousy from his brothers and then to hatred. Um, his brother, while his brothers are out feeding the flock, Jacob tells Joseph, go out there and tell me what they're doing. You stay at home, but you go out there and just tell me what they're doing. In verse 2, it says he comes back and he brings an evil report of what they were doing. So he doesn't do himself any favours, really, does he? He's already favoured, he's already kept as a special boy and no one likes being, oh, he's a special one, why don't I get that? Yeah? Everyone, this, this, as a, in our human nature, that just stirs up, where's my part, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I'm equal to that. I should, and I think you should treat all children the same. Um, but yeah, that just stirs up a bit of hatred. It says, um, in, in verse 3, it says, Jacob gives him a coat of many colours in front of all the others, doesn't he? They see him walking around in these nice fancy clothes. You don't see, um, I'm sure, the Holowatties, you've got enough children there. If, you know, Greg comes home and all flashed up and, you know, mum and dad have given him all the, the new clothes and you got the, the second handies from Vinnie's. You know what I mean? You'll be going, the boys, I'm sure the boys will be stirring the pot. There'll be a few sly comments out of mum and dad's eyes. <laughs> yeah, pretty fair. Um, by verse four, the hatred is there. Isn't it? The hatred is there. It says, um, they can't stand, where is it? Uh, 37, verse 5, just jump to here. I really got a lot out of this study, so just excuse me if I seem a bit all over the place. It says, um, verse 5, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. And could not speak peaceably unto him. Now, can you imagine being in a household of all your brothers there and you are hated of them? Can you imagine being raised in a house like that? You know, you're the special one and you think you, you know, you probably think you're a bit special than the others, but to be hated by all of them. You know, and it says they couldn't speak peaceably to him. You know, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I, I grew up in a house. The foster homes and that, and one of the brothers that I had, man, he was just, he hated me at that age, you know what I mean? And he used to just stir me non-stop. <laughs> We'd sleep in the same room. I'd be like, he was four years older than me, so there wasn't much I could do. But I remember, you know what I mean? Didn't matter later because I was a lot bigger than him. But, <laughs> but anyway, it just, just those emotions that stir you up when, you, when you're that, you know? And Joseph, here's Joseph, he's a young kid, grown up, and he would have been hated from being a young boy, would have been favoured all the way through. Okay. Um, it says that his, his, his brothers, you know, contrive together to, and they sell him off as a slave and he's carted off to Egypt. You know, here's the favoured boy. He would have had a, a life of relative luxury, I'd imagine. Jacob wasn't poor. And he's just carted off, you know, sold off to this as a slave. And he goes from there gets sold to the captain of the guard's house, Potiphar's house. Now, I think as we read it generally in the Bible, we generally think, oh, he was fine in Potiphar's house because he was, uh, you know, he was put, a, he was overseer of the house. He was in charge of everything. He didn't have a bad run. But you imagine, he's 17. I know if some kid comes into my workplace, if he's on the, he's on the bottom of the rung, mate. He's not, if there's a whole bunch of employees with me, He's not going to come and sit on the top of the rung. He's going to be on the bottom. He's going to be the one. 
grab the broom and start sweeping. You can clean up all those rags. No, I just do it for fun. You know what I mean? Don't answer back. Don't question me. Just do it. And that's the life Joseph would have been the privileged boy to being the slave. So we, and we don't know. We don't know exactly. It says he's about 11 years. We're from 17 to, to 28, 30. Two years in prison. But um, 11 years or so with Potiphar, perhaps. But over that time, he grew in stature. And that time, he grew in honour. Okay, but he started at the bottom, didn't he? Um, from there, he goes into prison, falsely accused as an innocent man. He's an innocent man, and he's falsely accused, and he's in prison. So just, I want you to just think on some of the emotions that he would have had to experience, going, transitioning from being the favoured firstborn of Rachel and Jacob to being the slave, to being thrown into prison for doing nothing at all wrong. Um, when he's in the prison, he meets the, uh, the, the, the baker and the um, chief butler, two of the pharaoh's employees, and after interpreting their dreams correctly, one of them gets, the chief butler gets released back to pharaoh's service, but on his way out, he says, just, just remember me. He goes, think on me when it be well with thee, show kindness, make mention of me unto pharaoh, and bring me out of this place, out of this house. Don't forget me. Help me out of this place. I'm an innocent man, basically. Help me out. Now, he obviously didn't want to be there. And everyone thinks that it was, was okay in there. And, oh, it's all good. He's just focusing on this and he's fine. But he's a man, isn't he? He's a real person. He'd been in prison for something that he didn't do. Goes on from there, goes... Two, you know, two years later, he gets um, released from prison and he goes, interprets Pharaoh's dream and he's, he's placed second in command. Okay? <clears throat> um, I'll just read the verse which Joseph first mentioned to Pharaoh. It says, when he interprets his dream, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I've heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me... God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Okay? Pharaoh didn't, Joseph didn't take any of the glory of any of his actions or anything that happened to him for himself. Okay? After interpreting the dream, he's placed in second in command of Egypt. And um, if you understand the story, he, he, he reaps it all in and he's he, um, very wise in his logistic management of that. Um, from there... Joseph has two sons. The first reading that we read in Genesis 41, okay, I'll just read it again. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came. Okay, so it's basically between the two years. It's after the years of being fruitful, the seven years of being fruitful, before the famine, he's born two sons. Okay, this is what I want to focus on tonight. Is the first thing Joseph does after everything that's happened, after slavery, his time at Potiphar's house, his time in prison, first thing he does after the seven years of being fruitful and, and reaping all the, the wealth and the, of the foods and the lands in, first thing he does is he names his first son Manasseh, which is a Hebrew name meaning forgetting. Okay, It's a Hebrew name meaning forgetting. He says, Joseph called the name of the... Firstborn Manasseh, for God, said he, 
hath made me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. Now, the first part we look at is forget all my toil. Toil. If we look at toil, Webster's explanation says extremely hard work. Okay? Um, to work or exert one's strength with pain and fatigue of body or mind, particularly the body, over a period of duration. So it says God has made him to forget his toil. See, we just think, like I'm saying, we just think he's just had a pretty cushy life at Potiphar's, don't we? Yeah? But he says, to, for him to forget, for God to mention him to forget my toil, he says, extremely hard work. That's calloused hands, yeah, of body. Not just as a cleaning lady, but as a worker. He was young, a new kid in the house, totally foreign to him. The favoured son to the slave boy. Clean out those latrines. Don't we have slaves for that? You know? What do you, what do you mean? Me? Me? And we sometimes get an attitude of, you know, um, no, I'm, yeah, it's Sylvester's job. <laughs> it's not me, not me. I'm, I'm better than that. You know? um, we don't see Joseph tending to his flock like his brothers. He's gone from a position of wealth to a position of submission. That's the physical side of it. Okay? Then he had the mental side of it, abandoned by his brothers. Can't imagine being abandoned. I, I was fostered out as a kid. I can't remember it. I was four or five years old. People go, oh, such a hard life. I'm going, yeah, not really, because I've forgotten it. You know? and I count that as a blessing. The Lord made me forget it. I don't, it didn't bother me. I had a good life, I think. Um, frustration is working as a slave. You know? How often have you gone from positions? Some of you that are older have gone from probably from positions of authority where you've had a whole bunch of people over you to having to, like, you know, I know when I've had some time off or changed careers, when I worked for Danny, man, I went from being quite comfortable to being <laughs> 35 years old starting that old apprenticeship, man. I was digging, getting the sledgehammer out and drilling and covered and everything. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it was a, that was a choice, you know. But the, men, the mental battles are still there. You know, You're, the frustration rises up, but you can't say a single thing. You know, if Joseph had a rose up, you'd ah, stuff that's... Do it yourself, mate. I don't think he would have been around too much longer, would he? In all honesty. So the mental frustration there, thrown into prison as an innocent man. They're nothing at all wrong. Being forgotten by the chief butler, that would have been a bit of icing on the cake, I think. Yeah? Maybe you're going, yeah, remember me, remember me. Daniel, where you go? Remember me. Remember me. Yeah? We're good mates? Yeah. You know, we just spent a couple of years together hanging out, yeah? Remember, I'm helping you out here, you know? Remember me? 24 hours goes past, oh, yeah, he's just getting himself in order. Yeah, yeah. 48 hours, you know, two days, and I should be hearing something pretty soon, cool, yeah? A week, you're getting a bit toey, yeah? Two weeks or a month, and he's forgotten me. This guy's forgotten me. He's at, he's at Pharaoh's right hand and he's forgotten me. He didn't do what I asked him to. Help me out of this place. Get me out of here. I don't want to be here. He's forgotten me, man. A yeah? couple of months, I'm here forever. 
I've done nothing wrong. A year? Who knows? How long am I going to be here? Is this the rest of my life? Two years. Two years he waited. The Bible says. Can you imagine how, how mentally, how frustrating that would be? And he wouldn't have known that Pharaoh was going to have a dream. So he went, two years, five years? That's it. These are my days. I can't, can't imagine it, you know? But think on me. Show kindness. Make mention of me unto Pharaoh. And bring me out of this place. Yeah. That stinking butler. Yeah? Mungle. Yeah? Joseph had a perfect opportunity when he got out, or when he was in there for bitterness, didn't he? To just, oh, man, it's two years. That butler, man, I wait till I see him. And then when he get out and sees him, hey, yeah, remember me? You remember me? Yeah, you're the butler, hey. Yeah, you remember me? I'm Joseph. Yeah, yeah, you remember that conversation we had about you getting me out of here? Yeah, yeah, didn't happen, did it? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, what would have been happening. I'd, I'd imagine, as a man, there's some of the emotions you would have been going through. Trying to keep that in check. Yeah? That's some of the toil that Joseph was to forget. Was that? The physical stuff, the sweat, the calluses on his hands, the work, extremely hard labour, fatigue, and the mental. The abandonment from home. Everything. Stinking butler, man. That's what I think. Now, the second part of the verse says, to forget the toil, and the second part was, and all my father's house. And what does he mean, well, he's all my father's house? It says, I, I think he's talking about his identity. He made him to forget all of his father's house. He made him forget who he was. You know? He made him forget Jacob, in Jacob's house, he was his favoured son. But in God's eyes, he's just another person. To, to, in, in, in Jacob's, in um, Joseph's position in front of the Egyptians, Jacob's house was nothing to them. They say, oh, I'm from Jacob's house. You go, who's Jacob? Who's Jacob to us? No, Jacob's no one to us. Imagine your identity... All my father's house. Your identity as a Hebrew is your family. I'm, I'm, I'm Joseph of Jacob's house. Everyone knows Jacob. Yeah? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Joseph. It's me. But that's nothing in front of the Egyptians. So it's where you're from, where you go to, your loving home. If you think, if you think on this, Sarah and I were talking about this. I said, can you imagine thinking... He was made to forget all his father's house. It's like, if you think of, you didn't have a father, you didn't have a home. If you think of, who, who are you as a person? You think of, yeah, I remember mum and dad, yeah, I remember, yeah, that's me. That's my home. But he said to forget all of his father's house. So he wasn't, you know, he might have in that time been to do that. But during his, his, his time before he became fruitful, it says, he made him forget his toil and forget his father's house. <clears throat> so there's a love and the hate in there. It says, um, if you have a look at that, 
on the, he would have forgotten all the hatred from his brothers. Yeah? Being the favoured son. The relationships, Joseph and Benjamin are only, only children born to uh, Jacob from Rachel. <clears throat> he maybe forgot a lot about Benjamin, the special bond that him and Benjamin would have had, the two, two brothers. That's the toil of the mind. So God made him forget in order for him to be fruitful. Okay? Joseph couldn't get on with the task of leading Egypt through the, the famine and being fruitful if God had made him forget it. Do you understand? Do you understand that? If, if God hadn't made him forget it, he wouldn't have been able to get on and be fruitful in the land and manage him through the famine. If he hadn't, the first thing he does in that period between when he has, his two sons are born, he goes, God has made me forget. So he's forgotten all that other stuff. Okay. In the second part, the second verse, verse 41, uh, verse chapter 51, start again, eh? chapter 41, verse 52. And the name of the second son he called Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Okay. The first fruit that we see is in Potiphar's house. Okay. First fruit we see in Potiphar's house. So just, where am I? Verse two. What chapter was it? Come on, I'll just read it. It says, "And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian Potiphar. And this is first slave. This is first employment, and such." And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put in his hand. And it came to pass from that time, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house, Potiphar's house, for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. The Lord blessed Potiphar's house purely because of Joseph, purely because of someone's presence, purely because of his presence there. Okay? Just want to take a second, just stop for a second and just have a think of what, how the Lord has blessed you over the last five to ten years. Okay? What, what's changed in your own personal lives in the last five to ten years? How, where have you come from? I know... Sarah and I, we've had three little additions to our family. It's awesome. You know, we got married, we've got a beautiful wife. Three little additions, lots of challenges. But it's a blessing, you know. Um, I work for myself now. It, it, it's, it's another blessing. Um, being able to travel and, and um, explore the, the fact that I, my understanding of God's word, I believe, has increased greatly from where I was 10 years ago. Um, just some of those things. Um, and who knows what the Lord has in the next 10 years for us. Amen? But the second blessing of fruitfulness for Joseph, I think, is upon the land of Egypt. He says, remember his sons were born in the seven years of plenty, okay, and the seven years of famine. Verse 46, it says, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, 
And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls, and he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the hand of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities, the food of the field which was round about every city laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. So in those seven years of him being the logistical manager, basically, to I see, he gathered all the corn, he gathered everything from all, all of their land to get them through the seven years, and they gave up counting. Imagine how much was in the storehouse. They say it was the worst famine in history in that area. They say never both sides of the rivers had dried up. And they say people, they said if it wasn't for that, that provision from Egypt, from Joseph and Pharaoh, thousands more would have died in the areas and the neighbouring countries. God made him to forget in order for him to be fruitful. If he was focusing on everything in the past, you think he would have been able to focus on his job of getting all the fruit together, getting all the foods together. If he was focusing, oh, I'm Joseph. And some people get stuck in their past. It locks them back and all they think about is that, yeah, that's, that's who what their identity is not in Christ. Their identity is in their past and the things that have happened to them. Okay? So how and why did he forget? I believe God enabled him to forget to show him something better. God had shown Joseph something better than what he had throughout all that time that he was there. You imagine, imagine if I live in a, say I live in a, a, an old shack of a house and I'm driving down the street and there's a, a shack of a house there and say, yeah, this is my house. And then next door to it, there's this mansion made, gold and marble. And I'm not going to be looking at the shack. Am I? I'm going to be looking at the mansion going, yeah, that's what I want to see. Am I going to the car park and pull up in a rusty old Corolla thing, you know, there? Or I've got a nice flash Mercedes. Or maybe go to the Cliffords. Hey? <laughs> Grab an Audi or two. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be looking if there's a, a, like a Lamborghini out there next to a, an old rust bucket of a car. I'm not going to be looking at the rust bucket going, yeah, this is what I want to focus on. I look at the Lamborghini and go, that's what's in store for me. I've got the keys to that. You know, if we think about the Lord and what he's got for us in our lives, okay, it's not to focus on the things of the earth here, it's to focus on our heaven, on our future up there. But in order to do that, we need to forget the things down here and focus on the things up there. Forget the things of the past that hold you back. 2017 is gone. You can't change a single thing. What's happened has happened. You can't change it no matter what you want to do. You're not going to change any of the experiences. You can't change any of the events that have happened, any of the phone calls, this has happened, such and such. Many of people have had lost ones pass away or good news, bad news, all sorts. You can't change it. But what we can do in January 2018, it's only 10 days in, okay? We've got the 2018, don't we? To be fruitful. We're going to leave 2017 where it was. Leave the last five years or 10 years or perhaps 30 years to go. Something happened. Leave it there. And let's go forward. Let's be fruitful for 2018. God had shown him a better thing. 
The Apostle Paul says in Philippians, says, but there's one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. I pray that, uh, that's helped you. If you. I encourage you to study Joseph, man, and, and further on you, you see some of the blessings. He got a double blessing. His, his grandson's got double blessed. And, yeah, it's, I had to try and compact it all down. I've, I've gone on a long time tonight, even. <laughs> but I was saying, I, was, I don't know how, see the angel, I said, I don't know how long this is going to go. But, you know, I had to, I've cut it off about halfway, man, of what I was studying. So it was, it was amazing just for me to study it out. So um, I pray that it's been a blessing to you tonight. Um, and, yeah, thank you for listening. All right, we'll move forward from here. We'll go into our prayer sheets. Thanks, guys. Just hand them out.